First Chronicles chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. And it reads, And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bear him with sorrow. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, and that thine hand might be with me, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. Lord, again, bring a word for this people. Bring it like you can. Lift us up, O oh God. Inspire us in the midst of a pandemic. Convict us but not condemn us. Show us how we can do better and get us from one level of glory to the next. We thank you for blessings upon blessings. We believe you, God, that even in the midst of a pandemic, even in the midst of a crisis around the world, you are still able and willing and faithful to still give us a good measure of blessing. Press down, shake it together, and run it over. We thank you, God, for the divine favor upon our lives because favor is even more potent and more powerful and more prolific than that of gold, silver, or money. We thank you for the favor upon our lives. We claim it right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen as you're seated in the house or seated in your house or seated outside of this house. Amen. I want to speak to you from the subject, ask God to upgrade you. Ask God to upgrade you. Amen. The importance of living a godly life day by day cannot be overemphasized. But walking throughout the day in righteousness, obedience, and prayer is the only kind of walk that is acceptable to God. When God accepts us and blesses us, he fills us with purpose, meaning, and significance. A reason for living floods our souls, and we are filled with a deep sense of satisfaction and fulfillment, guilt, emptiness, loneliness, dissatisfaction, lack of purpose and fulfillment. None of these discouraging emotions or thoughts overpower or defeat us. Not if we are walking in the Lord, in fellowship with him, seeking and following him. Nothing compares to living life in the peace and security of the Lord. The most wonderful, amazing journey is opened up to any person who would turn to the Lord and follow him day by day, no matter what their situation is. An individual that is a testament to trusting the Lord through the journey was Jabez. Jabez in Hebrew means pain. His own mother spoke doom and gloom over his life. Apparently his mother had given him the name for one of two reasons, either because his birth caused her pain and, or because she viewed the world as being a place of suffering and pain. Or maybe she just didn't like the baby daddy. I don't know. Hence, she named her son Jabez, pain to symbolize the world in which he was born into. Consequently, he should have expected a life of trouble and suffering. However, Jabez did not use his underprivileged upbringing as an excuse to settle for a life of mediocrity, sorrow, and defeat. Can you imagine growing up with your name meaning pain? 
Can you imagine getting into a jawing match with your friends or your or even your enemies? And every time you're going to be the butt at the end of the joke because the only thing they got to do is close it out with your name. How many fights do you think Jabez got into going to school coming up with people making fun of his name? Yet, yet by far, the heaviest burden of Jabez's name was how it defined his future. In Bible times, a man, his name, a man and his name were so intimately related that to cut the name off of, of an individual amounted to the same thing as killing him. A name was often taken uh, as a wish of, for a prophecy about a child's future. We even still do it today. Don't have enough money to buy a car, name your child Alexis or Portia. <laughs> Can't get the man you want, name your child Denzel. But seriously, for example, Ephraim means fruitful in the land, in the land of my oppressor. Jacob means swindler, and we know how he tricked Esau out of his blessing. Solomon means peace, and he was the only king to reign in Israel without going to war. A name like pain did not speak promise into Jabez's future. To overcome the stigma of his name and perhaps the suffering of his mother and family, Jabez learned to pray. He prayed so much that he became known as a man of prayer and his prayer life set him apart as being honorable and distinguished far more than that of his brothers. Note the boldness of his prayer and the fact that his prayer was for himself. See, some of us think that we're selfish when we pray for ourselves. I know you pray for a lot of people, baby. I know you pray for a lot of people, but at the end of the day, you need to learn how to pray for yourself. Remember when people tried to kill David and he had just went to war and everybody wanted to kill him and he said, you know what? I ain't got time to wait on Maxwell to bring a sermon. I ain't got time on Justin to make a video to hype me up. I ain't got time for Derek or Peter to come up here and sing a solo. I ain't got time to listen to all this stuff. You know what? I get, bring the ephod to me. I ain't got time to hear the sermon. I need to Encourage myself. Jabez prayed for four things. For God's richest blessings upon his life. Not riches, but the richest blessing, the best blessings, the, 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 the best blessings upon himself. He, he prayed for God to enlarge his territory or property holdings, his, his real estate. He, 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 he asked for God to be with him, to lift his hand, to help him, for, for God to keep him from evil, from all trouble, harm, and pain. Look at how Jabez phrases his prayer request. Oh, that ye may bless me indeed. Can you hear the urgency in his voice? Can you hear the vulnerable tone of his request? See, in Hebrew, adding indeed to a prayer was like adding exclamation points, like writing in all caps and underlining it, like screaming out to God, bless me indeed. He has to be blessed. Blessings does not mean what we think it means. See, we think blessing is like God giving us a meal or a car or some money. To bless in the biblical sense means to ask for or to impart supernatural favor. Come on, somebody. If I don't have the job, it don't matter. If I got favor, I'm going to eat today. Come on, somebody. If I don't get the promotion, it don't matter. I got favor, and the bosses still do what it is I can influence him to do. Favor is more powerful, more prolific. It's more valuable than silver or gold or money. Some of y'all keep praying for money and wondering why you still don't have any influence. You got to pray for some favor in your life. Oh, favor. He was crying out. See, uh, let me tell you this first. See, when we ask God for blessings, we are not asking for more of what we could get ourselves. Well, you shouldn't. We're crying out 
for the wonderful unlimited goodness that only God has the power to know about or give us. So y'all praying them surface simple prayer. I'm trying to get you to go deep. Notice a radical aspect of Jabez's prayer for blessings. He left it entirely up to God to decide what the blessing would be. Where, when, he would receive it. This kind of radical trust in God's intentions toward us is not in line with the name it and claim it gospel we preach today. See, Jabez doesn't say, Lord, give me a Land Rover, a Hummer, or a Benz. He doesn't say, give me a promotion, a big office with a window view, or a seven-figure salary. Instead, Jabez, is, Jabez focuses with like a marksman wanting nothing more or nothing less than what God wanted for him. Oh, y'all don't hear me. When we seek God's blessing as the ultimate value in life, we are immersing ourselves directly into the pool of his will and power and purposes for us. All our other needs will become secondary to what we really want, which is to become wholly immersed in what God is trying to do in us, through us, and around us for his glory. See, see, let me tell you a guaranteed byproduct of sincerely seeking God's blessings. Your life will be abundantly and overflowing. You'll receive his supernatural favor. You'll receive a good measure blessing, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. This is because you are moving in his direction. See, suddenly the unhindered forces of heaven can begin to accomplish what God wants through you. See, you know I said the, the windows of heaven will be open and he will pardon a blessing you won't have room to receive. Well, I ain't never been to heaven. I ain't never seen heaven. But I can tell you one thing. Heaven ain't got no windows. Heaven doesn't have any windows. He's letting you know that your blessings will come somewhere. You don't even know where it's going to come from. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. When he said, open up the windows of heaven and brought a blessing you won't have room to receive. First of all, heaven is not even in this dimension. And I don't, it ain't no, the world, does the world have windows? Do you just go roll up a window in the earth? No, he's letting you know blessings going to come out of nowhere. See, you have a job. If you follow your call, stop chasing money and chase your purpose. See, when you chase money and not your purpose, you're going to always have to chase money. But when you chase your purpose and you catch up with your purpose, money will chase you. Y'all, y'all there, y'all don't hear me. Talking about some paper chaser, my live my life. Hey, you ain't got to chase no paper. If you chase God, the paper will chase you down. And then live your life. I like the melody. Hey. But I'm a kingdom chaser. And I live my life. A kingdom chaser, I'm living my life. You feel me? Because when you chase the kingdom, he's obligated to bless you. Let me tell you, God, but God has asked you to do some stuff you don't want to do. Y'all already know. God, I was going to buy this house for a certain price, and it was going to be $6,000 worth of equity in it. Other people passed it up, so I said, God, going to let me have it. Under contract and everything. One of my clients 
was trying to buy this house and it didn't even, it didn't appraise out the way it was supposed to. So we had to drop that house. And so we already have our house on the contract and God, and I prayed for her and then I called her pastor because me as a pastor, I don't want to pray a pastoral prayer over you if you already have a covering. So I called her pastor and said, I need you to pray for your member because I need her to walk into a blessing. But literally I know God was like, okay, yeah, I'm ready to bless. I'm like, yeah. He said, but the catch is it's in your pocket. What are you talking about, God? And I ain't giving no money, but I allow her to buy the house that I'm supposed to be buying. She's going to have $60,000 worth of equity in it. Don't clap because it made me mad. Don't you clap. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So I gave it up because God said give it up. But the problem why some of us are not getting paid the way we think we should get paid, you think you own your car. You think you own your house. You think you own your, your, your job. You think you own your occupation. You think you own the stuff God has given you, but he didn't give it to you. You're a steward. You're like a bank teller in Wells Fargo. Yeah, it's a million dollars at your fingertips, but if you walk away with a million of it and you weren't supposed to, you're going to jail. You were steward over God's blessing. And the way God gives you to increase your territory is when he can trust you to give up territory when he tells you to. But I already know the blessing going to come back to me, press down, checking together, and running over. Because if he can trust me to give it away, he can trust me to give me something bigger. You are a steward. Write that down. You are a steward. You are a steward. Write it down on your phone, text it, tweet it, do something because you need to get that ingrained in your mind because some of you all think you're doing your job because you're paying your tithe. And truth be told, some of y'all say y'all tithing, but you're giving 3%. That ain't 10. I pay my tithe 2%. No, you ain't. A tenth, a tithe means a tenth. But even that, even if you are paying a tenth, a 90 more percent is still God's. God owns a hundred percent of what you have because he's the one that gives you the power to obtain wealth, not yourself. That's why I can give away houses. That's why I can give away opportunities because I know they ain't mine to give away anyway. I'm a steward. I'm a bank teller. I'm a blessing teller for God. And when God can trust you, he can expand your territory. See, he, he came to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. I'm tired of these church folk walking around like I'm broke for God, like it's a badge of honor. You broke because you don't read your word. You broke because you really don't believe God can give you a blessing upon blessings. That's, that's, that's the problem. I'm going to stop because some of y'all in here. There is a catch, though. <laughs> you, 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 you have to ask for it. What, what? Matthew 7, 7 says, ask and it shall be given unto you. James 4, 2 says, you have not because you ask not. Although God's goodness and blessings are limitless, you won't receive your blessings today if you don't ask. Now, you'll get some crumbs to a certain extent because you God's child. He's going to give you something. Even credit, credit. They give you 300 on your credit score. They spot you 300 points. So if you just got a 350, get your life right. Three, 300, they give you 300 points. God gonna give you some blessings just because you his child. Even when you're not obedient, you bless your child even though he get on your nerve. But when he stops getting on your nerve, you'll give him a more abundant blessing the more obedience he walks in. 
But some of us think we blessed, but ain't even at the tip of the iceberg yet. Because God want to give you an abundant blessing, a good measure blessing, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. He want to bless you in the valley and bless you in the field. He want to bless you when you're coming and bless you when you're going. He wants you to be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, the lender and not the borrower. But the problem is you don't believe he want to bless you abundantly. You just enough blessing, Christian, you. You, if I can just pay my bills, I'm okay, Christian, you. Leave that alone. Let it marinate and let you talk about your own self. But when you ask, when you don't ask, you forfeit certain blessings. That only will be released when you ask. But see, we got to copy and paste Jabez's prayer. We got to plagiarize this joker here because he cracked the prayer code. See, he didn't name anything specifically because he knew that his finite mental capacity, he, he, he may miss something. He should ask his infinite father. Oh, see, 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 stop leaning on your own understanding is what he understood. See, he asked for whatever blessing may be out there in the third heaven waiting to be delivered to him. See, we may be specifically asking for a promotion, but some people that are jealous of you at the office may need to be removed first or they may destroy the opportunity when you get it. But if you just say, oh, Lord, bless me indeed, however you want to bless me, bless me, just bless me any way you want to see fit to bless me. By asking this way, all the avenues are covered. God ain't going to tell you specifically what I need. I know I thought I wanted that joker right there, but maybe he ain't the one I'm supposed to have. God, whatever you got for me, whatever husband you got for me, whatever wife you got for me, whatever you got for me, God, give me whatever. You know I'm supposed to have. Oh, have you ever seen a, a blessing you thought you wanted some years ago and you saw that joker in the grocery store and they ain't had no teeth, stomach? <laughs> Same age, she looking like she your mama. <laughs> Perhaps you think your name is just another word for pain or trouble or that the legacy you have been handed from your family circumstances is nothing but a liability. You just don't feel like a candidate for blessings. Or maybe you think God only blesses you a certain amount during certain spans of time. If you think like this, you are limiting the power of God in your life. Some of us can believe for a $500 blessing, so we get it. But what if somebody going to give you 1000 What if somebody going to give you 10000 Oh, come on, somebody. Can you comprehend that somebody can give you a million dollars? If you have the capacity to receive, you can be given that. The problem is you don't have enough capacity of faith to believe that God can just drop that in your hand. Oh, some of you, oh, girl, they might gave me $20. What's $20. There ain't no good measure of blessing pressed down, shaking together. You can't press that nowhere. Some of y'all pants be so tight, maybe you think it's a good measure of blessing because you can't get it in your pocket. But at the end of the day, that ain't much. <laughs> 11 o'clock, y'all a bad influence on me. See, I, I wasn't doing this 
When y'all went in here, I was very polished and wasn't I? I was very, I was better than this, wasn't I? Lord, block me from the 11 o'clock spirit. I really need your holiness upon my life to deliver a dignified message. Yes, sir. Anyway, when Moses asked God, who should he tell Pharaoh sent him? God said, tell him I am sent you. What God was telling Moses was that everything and anything Moses needed him to be, he was. God is whatever you need him to be. If you need him to be a lawyer, he's your lawyer. You need him to be your daddy, he's your daddy. You need him to be your mama, he's your mama. You need him to be your friend, he's your friend. You need him to be a bank loaner or a bank teller. You need him to be a blessing giver. Whatever you need him to be, he's right there for you. Stop limiting God to your little mediocrity. Stop limiting him. Even if you got a great mind better than other minds around you, you still limit God when you put him in your parameters. Like I said, I hate when people say God could do everything but fail. You put a but on God, God can fail if he want to. If he don't want it to work, it won't. God can fail if he want to. God can do whatever he wants to do. That's another limitation, and we think it's all good. We get up in the pulpit. God can do everything but fail. With your mediocrity mind. He do everything but fail. He can't fail. Well, that means you telling that he really doesn't have omnipotent. And let me correct my sentence, your mediocre mind. I said mediocre mind, but it's all good. Some of your minds are mediocre. You ain't catch it no how. <laughs> Just letting you know. Stop trying to outthink God. You heard me? Yeah, let me get it back into this sermon, child. 11 o'clock spirit, hallelujah. The very nature of God is to have so much goodness that it overflows into our unworthy lives. David lets us know in Psalm 23 uh, that he doesn't bless us because of us and our worthiness, but he blesses us for his namesake. Come on, somebody. If you think God and of God any other way, change your feeble thinking. God blesses you. Why you get the crust out of your baby daddy eyes if you still like him? Because he represents you and you want him to look good. Why you buy your lady them heels even though you don't want to spend the money on it? Because she represents you and God wants you to walk in blessings because you represent him. He don't care how messed up you are. David wrote Psalm 23 because he understood how messed up he was. David was so immoral David was so messed up when they thought when David was sick, he put two fine women in the bed. And when he didn't touch them, oh, Lord, the king is dead, they said. He ain't touched them. Lord, have mercy. It's the end. Absalom, his son, one of his sons said, I'm going to be king and started a coup because he knew his dad wasn't going to get off his deathbed. That's how worldly they knew how David was. But he was a man of the God's own heart because he would do whatever God told him to do. And when he messed up, he repent, get back up and do what God called him to do. I don't deserve no blessing because I keep messing up. Yes, you keep messing up, but even if you didn't mess up in your mind, 
You still don't deserve what God going to give you. So go on and accept what God wants to give you. Plead the blood of Jesus over your messed up life. Try to do better and accept the abundance he want to put in your life. Pandemic can't stop you. You have the favor of God on your life. God told me to open up Maxwell Realty in the midst of a pandemic, March of 2020. Open up a daggone real estate business in the midst of a pandemic when nobody wanted to be around anybody. But people still, blessings upon blessings, closing upon closing. God is just blessing. It don't make any sense. But the good thing came out of it. I ain't got to put nobody in my car. I'll meet you over there. <laughs> Save my gas. I'm going to pick you up. Drive you around. <laughs> Meet me at the house now. I'm <laughs> just saying. Look at, look at, look at, look at, look at here. See, you gotta make a commitment to ask God to bless you every day and to bless you abundantly while He's doing it. And you know what God says? You gonna already open up your hand? Just gonna give me a good measure, blessing, press down, take it together. You, you, don't don't just give me nothing little. This seems selfish, but it's not because you are a seed of Abraham. And this is what God decreed. He said, I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who curse you. And we usually stop right there. But if you keep reading, you will understand why he wants to bless you. He said, I bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. And by this covenant, all the generations will be blessed. Which means if you connected to me and you blessing me, it's my job and my anointing will bless you and overflow into your life. So that's why I need you to walk in the power. You support. I can't hang around mediocrity, mediocre thinking people because your blessing, if you're not walking in your abundance, you might affect my life. That's why I tell people, if you're walking around me and you don't start being blessed more than you should have been, then I know something that's out of order with your life. Because if you're walking with me and you serving me and you blessing me, God is obligated to bless you. So you know what I know? If God ain't blessing you, you a hater. Yeah, that's how I know. I know if you connected to me. If God ain't giving you an overflow and blessing, I know you're doing something to me that he don't want you to do. Yeah, that's how I know when you shady. If you still in the same place hanging around me, you're a buster. You, you shady. You, you doing something behind my back. Because God said, I curse those who curse me. He'll curse those who curse you. So if somebody around you and you blessing them and they can't never stay on top, it's a hater in your camp. Somebody ain't doing you right because he going to curse those who curse you. Ooh. When I'm blessed, you're supposed to be blessed. It's supposed to flow because this is a covenant that's connected. So if you're connected to me, you're supposed to be blessed. Newbies grow. If you broke, you ain't listening. You can't come in here day after day and not walk in some type of authority. If you've been in Newbies Grove for 10 years and you ain't got more than you're supposed to have, you ain't listening. I'm keeping it 100. Maybe the first two years because God would purge some crazy folk out of the church. I give you that. I give you eight. If you've been in eight years. <laughs> no. See. No more excuses, church. Jabez was cursed from the womb of his mother, but he lived a victorious life. What's your excuse? 
I'm white. Now, you, y'all definitely can't make no excuse. I'm black. You can't make none either. Stop limiting yourself by what your brother, your mother, your father, your sister, your friends, your enemies think of you. Don't let your occupation, ethnicity, weight, or looks cause you to limit your possibility. What counts is knowing you are a child of God and tell God like Jacob told God, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. His word, he said his word, he said, he said, what did God say? He said, heaven and earth shall pass away but my word shall never return unto me void so if I can find myself in the scripture and know that God is supposed to bless me he has got to submit to his word he's saying God is saying I submit to my own word give me my word back to me and I'll bless you give me my word if you are sick say by my stripes you're healed and I gotta bless you because you believe as though you have received if you broke let them know I'm supposed to have a good measure blessing press down shake together and running over. When your enemy come at you, you better say if your enemy come at you like a flood, my God shall be right there with me. Ah, I shall walk through the fire and not be burned and the water shall not overtake me. I am a child of God. Tell that slippery servant to get out your life. One, one simple prayer can change your life. Jabez sets a dynamic example, a prayer for us when we face pain or suffering, difficulty or trouble. We must learn to cry out to the Lord for help. If we fail to cry out, we act foolishly. For the promises, for the Lord promises to hear our prayer and help us through pain, suffering, and trouble. No matter what we may face, God promises to help us. He promises. There are only two reasons why we fail to receive help. We simply neglect to ask or we are failing to live obediently before the Lord. If we sin, the Lord will not hear us. But no, don't, get that wrong. don't get it twisted. We all sin, but we don't ask for forgiveness and ask Jesus to cover it with the blood of Jesus. And as long as you're trying to live right, he already knows that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He already knows you're going to come short. James tells you to try to live perfectly, but James also tells you that you will never be perfect, but strive for perfection. Come on, somebody. If you strive for perfection and you really have a repentant heart, God will forgive you. He's just and that he shall forgive you when you ask. The problem is when he asks for forgiveness, forgive yourself because then you become an idol to yourself because if you ask God for forgiveness, he'll forgive you and forget about it. But then you keep bringing it back up and bringing it to his face and God begins to get mad because he said, if I forgave you and I'm God, who are you not to forgive yourself? Some of us are still caught up in alcoholism because we're walking around with guilt and we already told people we're sorry. We're trying to change our lives. We're trying to do what we're supposed to do and you held in bondage because you asked for forgiveness. If they don't forgive you, who cares? You asked. And you asked God, now you're free. Stop walking in bondage. Stop letting the devil manipulate you and make you feel unworthy. You'll never be worthy, but he's going to bless you for his name's sake, not yours. 
Haters, haters, can I tell you something? Some of y'all wonder why I'm blessed and I shouldn't be blessed. I know I shouldn't, but I got favor because I believe that God is supposed to bless me. Come on, somebody. I know he's supposed to bless me. And you know why? I look to the healer which come at my help and I don't look at your life. If you stop looking at my life and look at what God has, come on, somebody, you'll be able to be blessed too. The problem is you looking at Reverend Walden more than you looking at your own life and that's why God can't give you what it is he wants you to have because you ain't focused on the heal from what's coming to your help. I don't know why I'm on haters. This must be some haters watching me today. I ain't do this at 8 o'clock. Haters, how you doing? God want to bless you, but stop hating. Ooh, I feel it. I'm sorry. I do. Man, Jesus. See, can I tell you something? Some of y'all, how can two walk together unless they agree? Some of y'all better pray for the discernment because you're not blessed because you keep walking side by side with your enemy. But you better ask God to reveal them who they are. Mm-hmm. I was sitting on my, on my balcony, on my deck yesterday. I was sitting down and I was just chilling, looking at the trees. And God told me, call the people and just started revealing more haters. And God said, and I said, well, I was going to try to be, you know, still be nice and be around them because, you know, they, 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 they position. And God said, how can two walk together unless they agree? Don't let them in your house no more. Don't expose them to your people no more. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Some people are let bishops in their house because they bishops and let apostles in their house because they apostles. But if they ain't with you, you better put them out. You trying to be all politically correct. That's politically wrong. I can't have you in my house because God said if I keep having you in my house, I must be in agreement with you. Some of y'all so fake trying to be nice, you missing your blessing. You know good and well Shaquisha don't like you. You know good and well Mary don't like you. But you keep hanging with her. Agreeing. Y'all making my sermon long. What's wrong with 11 o'clock? Jesus. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm <laughs> trying. God want to bless you. See, the Lord would do for you just what he did for Jabez. He will pour out his richest blessings, his blessed blessing. Yeah. Some of y'all need to listen to some. I shouldn't even say this. Half of y'all talking about it, don't even know the song. <laughs> I just... I, it, it, it's a worldly song, but I feel like when he said, I'm living my best life. I'm going to leave the rest of it up to you. You ain't got time to go back and forth with your haters. Stop trying to convince your haters why you should be blessed. You don't even know why you should be blessed. Stop trying to justify what God has done for you. He did it for you because he loves you and you got favor. Favor is not fair to people who ain't got it. See, some people say when, when people say favor ain't fair, they had these, these little nerdy theologians on some show talking about well, favor ain't fair. And they, first of all, you got a white person on there. That's where you went wrong. I love y'all, but y'all don't know what favor ain't fair mean. Y'all ain't got it. That's us. That's what we say. Stop trying to take that. You take everything. But can we have this? When people say favor ain't fair, 
It's, 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 it's sarcastic. Really saying, I know I got favor. It, it might not be fair because you're looking at me because you hating on me, but it's fair to me. You feel me? Favor ain't fair. So, so what he's saying is God will bless you even when you don't deserve to be blessed. I know I don't deserve to be the pastor of Newbridge Grove. I know my life ain't together and I shouldn't be up here talking to you, but I have favor. Man, we agree. Me and my haters agree on one thing. I don't deserve this. But I ain't feeling bad. I got it. He will enlarge our territory, meet our every need. He will grant his presence, guiding and helping us every step of the way through whatever pain or trouble may confront us. He will deliver us from evil, strengthen us to walk victoriously through all suffering and pain and trouble and difficulty. If you don't believe me, let me just show you what God says in his word. Matthew 7, 7 says, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be opened. Mark 11, 24 says, therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye have received them and it shall be given unto you. Come on, somebody. Luke 18 and 1 says, and he spake a parable unto them, saying to this end, that men I always pray and not faint. Don't faint, pray, give it to God, and he'll keep on ticking. Come on, somebody. You'll get your second win if you pray. God will pull you off your deathbed if you pray. God will bless you in the midst of a pandemic if you pray, ask and believe it, don't you ever recede, and it shall be given unto you. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, his rod and his staff shall cover me. He maketh me to lie down in green pants. He makes me lie down, and he blesses me, not because of my mama, not because of my daddy, not because of myself, but because of his name's sake. Ask God to upgrade you. Tell God, I want a good measure blessing. Not just a good measure, but I want it pressed down, shake it together, and run it over. I want to be blessed in the valley and blessed in the field. I want to be blessed in my going, blessed in my coming, the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, the lender and not the borrower. God, your child upgrade me bless me bless my family bless my mama bless my friends and you know why i want you to be blessed so you won't ask me to borrow no money i want you to have a good measure blessing press down shake it together and run it over just like me do it. He will bless you. But put a pen in it right here. Some of us not blessed. Not because God don't want us to be blessed. Not because God cannot bless us. But because we scared to be blessed. We scared of haters. We scared of people coming against us. And we worry about this scripture right here. He said, I'll bless you a hundredfold in this lifetime. 
with persecutions. That's the part you worry about. See, you worry about people judging you. I remember when he was right back then. Well, just remember then, because I ain't done no more. You know what I hate about people when people say, oh, they done changed. And, and sometimes you don't change. They really mean they hating on you. But, but I love the way Jay-Z said it. Jay-Z said, you mean I went through all this to stay the same? You should change if you're going from one level of glory to the next. If you're the same person you were back then, then God ain't done nothing in your life. You should be a different person. You should not be tolerating the same thing you used to tolerate. You shouldn't be taking people calling you out your name like you used to take it. You should be walking with more pride and more confidence because God ain't supposed to say the same. Yeah, I did change. I discovered you was a hater. You remember I used to talk about haters all the time? And it's funny how did nobody get mad but the haters. You always talking about haters all the time. They're like, okay, this is a hater right here. Really, you, say, you might always say, man, why you keep talking about me? <laughs> I ain't call your name. If the cold well fit it, put it on. Mama always told me a hit dog with holler. See, stop worrying about you feeling like you're unworthy. God does not bless you because of you. He blesses you for his name's sake. He blesses you because you're called by his name. You're a Christian and you're a child of God. He blesses you for that. That's why he said if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. He didn't say if Trump humbled himself. He didn't say if Biden humbled himself. He didn't say if Kamala Harris humbled himself. He didn't say if Pence humbled himself. He said if my people who are called by my name, my people, not America, not the United States, not the Republicans, not the Democrats, not the independents, not the liberals, not the conservatives, not the mayor, not the governor. No. He said if my people, my church, shall humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways, pray, look toward the hills when it's coming, my help, watch me heal not only America, but I heal India, I heal Africa, I heal Asia. If my people will stop putting their faith in governors, council people, mayors, police, and judges, if they put their faith in me, I heal their land. tell you something. I'm not trying to judge anybody, but I know people try to say, I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. When we were praying, everything was going and, and, and everything was going right. And I was like, man, everything going good. Everything going good. Cuomo doing a good job. But the minute he said it wasn't God, I was like, man, we're going to be here for a while. <laughs> everybody turning to this person. But the minute you say it ain't God, God ain't going to let nobody take his glory. Mm -mm. 
Now, if you say it is God and it was God that was on my side, I know we got scientists. I know we got people with masks. I know we got all this. But 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 when you begin to make sure that God get his credit, God is in the midst of science. You know, it's 364 days and a half and a fourth. That's why we got leap year every four years. But if you look in the Bible, when Joshua was fighting, he asked God not to let the sun go down before he won. And God stopped the sun. And that's how we got the shorter day. And that's why every four years you got to have a leap year to make up the time that God redeemed for Joshua. You better understand it's God that makes all things possible. I'm going to tell you right now, there's a level that I'm ready to go to. I keep saying it, but I can't keep waiting on you. I can't. I love you, but I can't keep waiting on you. Ten years too long for me to be stuck in tradition. Let me out. Can't stay in this cage no more. Ten years I've been walking around promised land trying to let people catch up. Oh, Lord. They still don't believe. Oh, Lord. Some of them still struggle with healing. Oh, Lord. Some of them still struggle with speaking in tongues. Oh, Lord. Some of them still not worried about, still not believing that God give them abundant blessing. Oh, Lord. No, I love you, but I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait no more. Ten years. I've been there for ten years. A decade. I need us to go and break this. I know we Baptists. I get it. But you can't be looking like a Baptist church no more. I can't take it no more. I can't. I can't. I ain't knocking it back because they do a lot of good things. Amen. But they did some bad things too. And I believe, leave it alone. <laughs> I cannot be stuck in tradition. I cannot be stuck. Some traditions are good, but I can't be stuck. I can't do it. Y'all got to, it's time. I need y'all to understand that God is a healer. God is a healer. That's Gene Jarvis. I know he's he a healer. Couldn't walk, couldn't even drive a car. Pray he walking. Ain't got, come on somebody. This was years ago. Y'all better watch out. Had to take him off the insurance because of that. I like, no, the devil is lying. Pray for him. He out here tap dancing. Ain't used a walk of sense. Out here working out better than me every, every Friday at 7 o'clock. And you don't believe in healing. The problem is when we get healed, we don't tell enough folk. We scared somebody ain't going to believe us. Who cares? The problem is he said if you got a candle with you, put it under a bushel. No, he says, you let your light shine. When God do something in your life, you better start telling people what God did in your life so they can understand the power of the Holy Ghost. 